It's another crossover edition. We got the Houston Texans coming to town and my boy Cody Davis. We're going to break it down for you and give you all the storylines in this edition of Locked on Jaguars and Locked on Texans. You are Locked on Jaguars, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. People, welcome to another edition of Crossover Thursday here on Locked On Jaguars and Locked On Texans. We're at your team every day, and we thank you for making us your first listen. Also, we're free to subscribe to on our YouTube pages. That's at Locked On Jaguars and at Locked On Texans. Make sure you subscribe, hit the like button, hit the bell so you receive notifications anytime we drop an episode. And wherever you listen to your podcast, if you listen to audio podcasts, make sure you tap in there every single day to make sure you don't miss an episode. Also, this crossover Thursday episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. The easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports, go to prizepicks.com forward slash locked on NFL and use the code all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars. I got to get to my boy Cody Davis. What's mm-hmm. going on, man? What's up, bro? You know, I love when I get an opportunity to do these cross. First and foremost, I just love our division. I think yeah. we all got good relationship, but Wig right here, that's like my big brother, man. I love chopping it up with yeah. Wig. <laughs> yeah, I'm everybody's big brother, it seems like, man. <laughs> By the way, shout out to all those everydayers, too, that listen to Locked On Texas and Locked On Jags. Thank you for joining in and making it all worthwhile all right man so my man john hickman couldn't make it today because i was mm-hmm. wondering i was gonna beat up on both of y'all try to anyway i'm always <laughs> trying to start something with the houston texans and, and that's where it go no need to start nothing this week because we actually got a game we're gonna play and we're gonna get mm-hmm. to it right now for a segment talking about the biggest storylines of both teams then we're gonna get to the biggest matchups in segment two and then of course our final score and our prediction cody since you're the guest I'm going to let you kick this off with the biggest storylines from the Houston Texans. Well, of course, right off the bat, the biggest storyline for the Houston Texans coming into week three is health at the end of the day. Um, Laramie Tunsil did return to practice on Wednesday. The same thing with Jimmy Ward. However, Jalen Petrie is still dealing with that bruised lung. He was not in attendance during practice on Wednesday. So his status is up in the air. Coach D'Amico Ryans did say that as of right now, Laramie Tunsil and Jimmy Ward, both of those guys are on on the trajectory to come back um, to the lineup on Sunday against you guys. But outside of injuries, I think the next biggest storyline for the Houston Texans is just development and consistency. Um, We're down here in the city of Houston, you know, despite starting off the year 0-2, C.J. Stroud has looked really, really good. That young man has looked really good with a depleted offensive line. He has really helped that wide receiving core, looked really, really good. And we just want to see if he could continue his progression. And not only with the players on the field, like a CJ Stroud, but I think you also got to take a look at the sideline, but more so offensive coordinator, Bobby Slowett. The first two games, Bobby Slowett has made some questionable calls, like a full fullback dive on a one when you got Damian Pierce in the back um in the very first game you was favoring Noah Brown over your really good up-and-coming playmaker in Tank Dale and look I, Bobby Slowick 
he came into the season with a lot of high expectations, especially when you take a look at the last couple of, of offensive coordinators. However, I think we get lost in the shuffle. Bobby Sloy, this is his first year as the offensive coordinator, the primary play caller for a team. And we are really watching him kind of struggle throughout these first two games. Well, you, you know, an offensive line with a lot of injuries can really, mm-hmm. really make a team appear to be uh, a little bit worse off than they really are. I'll tell you oh, about yeah. Jacksonville's in, in just a second, even though the head coach isn't concerned about it. So I kind of understand that. But I, I did pick up on the uh, the Stroud stuff, too, that uh, statistically it, it doesn't look like things are too big for him. And even statistically, mm-hmm. it looks like, okay, there's something really, really to work with there. That'll go into uh, the second segment with me and how the Jaguars are going to have to affect him. But for us mm-hmm. here, the biggest storyline is you got to you gotta be who you want to be. I mean, you can talk all day about what type of team you are and, and the fans can feel uh, good about the, you know, the makeup of the team. But until you go out and have demonstrated performance, nobody's going to care. So the Jaguars were thought to be a team that could possibly have a top five, top six offense in the league. They have not shown mm-hmm. that the first two weeks. And a part of that is because you can't beat what you can't block. Now, they are one and one, but it appears to me that they're struggling with the offensive line a little bit. And it's something that Doug Peterson basically said he don't have a problem with the offensive line. So from the outside looking in, it looks like they can't block them. Maybe from a coach's perspective, what he's seeing is just maybe one guy making a whole unit look bad. Mm-hmm. Okay. And not having guys in the right place. Like, for instance, leaving – Anton Harrison, a rookie at right tackle, a position that he did not play in college. And on passing down, Chris Jones, the future Hall of Famer, is standing there looking at him, and you don't give him help three straight times. Mm-hmm. That That's coaching, getting guys in the position that they need to be in order for this team to be successful. So we're looking for continuity, confidence in the offensive line, and an early start. They did not start early last year. It was even referenced that they looked last week the way that they looked against the Texans last year they even talked about that game and there were a lot of similarities like it just took too long to get everything going they were a little bit lethargic they couldn't keep drives going and they lost the game because Kirk missed it by like an inch last year on the goal line here mm-hmm. in Jacksonville. so what we want to see is an early start uh, uh the offense being able to block people and getting some points and getting out in front for the first time this year because they haven't done it yet. Mm. I, I do want to ask you this one thing really quick. Biggest storyline when I look at Jacksonville, I do want to ask you, what has year three of Trevor Lawrence looked like? Um, it's It, it hasn't started out great, mm-hmm. but in true Trevor fashion, He's made one or two throws that make you say, oh, my God. He, he did it in, in week one where he, he threw a ball. I don't think there's five or six guys in the league that could have placed the ball where he placed it on a touchdown throw to uh, Zay Jones. And he, he, he you can see the talent. It's just mm-hmm. that I think it looks like a guy trying too hard to live up to all of that stuff, mm-hmm. trying to take the next step. And uh, Doug Peterson even said it. He didn't use Trevor's name uh, – you know, with it, he didn't tag his name on it, but he said it looked like the team was trying to all. Everybody was just trying to make a play as opposed to just executing the offense, mm-hmm. just do things the way that you know how to do it. They were all trying to make a play, which means that's a good thing. You want your guys wanting to be the ones that that make the plays that actually help the team win, but they got to trust each other. They have to trust their training, and they just have to do it within the flow of the offense. Mm-hmm. 
Mm, it's funny that you mentioned trust because I agree with everything that you said uh, when you was breaking down the Jacksonville Jaguars offensive line. And that's the same thing here. You know, of course, the biggest thing is injuries. But the one thing I had an opportunity to talk to Josh Jones, had an opportunity to talk to George Fan, Kendrick Green, who was the laughing stock of the league when the Texans traded for him. And the one thing that they all say because a lot of them are, are new and playing positions that they really haven't really excelled in throughout their career. They say continuity and chemistry is one of the, it's the two main things that they're trying to basically learn on the fly. And that's part of the reason why I believe going into week three, CJ Stroud has been sacked like 11 times already. Yeah, man. And that's crazy that a guy can get hit that many times and sacked <laughs> that many times and, and still be able to play well. So that'll lead, It'll be a little bit of a segue into uh, how I feel uh, this game uh, should go when we talk about what the biggest matchups are. So we'll get to that here in just a second, because I think the biggest matchup has to do with the Jaguars actually harassing hmm. the young man, uh, Mr. Stroud. And we'll talk about that in segment two. But first, I have to let you know about today's sponsor, who is Prize Picks, prizepicks.com. Or if you have the app on your phone, go to Prize Picks, go to that app. And I'm going to tell you something, man. It is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. The easiest and the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports is just you against the numbers instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks. You pick more than or less than on two to six player stat uh, projections and watch the winnings roll in. Man, it's pretty easy once you get the hang of it. All you got to do is go to prizepicks.com or download the prizepicks app. And then when you get there, go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use the promo code locked on NFL, all one word in lower caps. Now, I'm going to repeat that again. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use in all lower caps locked on NFL for first deposit match of up to one hundred dollars remember it's prizepicks.com or download the prize picks app i'm also gonna let you guys know about jace medical right that's what it is man jace medical look we live in houston as well as jacksonville we know that we've had some storms come through sometimes and if you don't have a package or all of the medications that you need when you need them when you can't get to them that could be a big of a problem. So Jace Medical provides something called the Jace case. And what that is, is five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. All it takes to get a Jace case is fill out a simple online form. And in some cases, jump on a quick call with one of our board-certified physicians. Get outgoing care from our physicians on any treatment-related questions. Doctor created, doctor recommended. So here's all you got to do. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical plus an additional $20 off by using my code locked on at checkout at jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. All right, man, we're running it down here on Locked On. Uh, I was going to say Locked On NFL. It is Locked On NFL, <laughs> but it's also Locked On Texans, Locked On Jaguars. You once again, the guest, we got to go over the biggest matchups of this game. Let it all hang out, man. Tell me where it's at because I think it's going to end up bumping heads with what my biggest matchup is. 
Yeah, you know, but I I, I kind of want to look at this from a different perspective. And this kind of goes into some developments that we've been seeing down here in the city of Houston. And mm. my biggest matchup for the Texans versus Jags game is the Texans wide receiving core versus the Jags secondary. Mm. Mm. And I and look, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seemed like Jacksonville has had some issues with their secondary to at least start the season. Am, am I correct? Or not this year. They've 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 yeah. done real well. They've done really, really well. I think the perception coming in was that there was going to be a weakness, especially at the nickel spot. Yeah, I but, remember that. Uh, yeah, but so far, so good. We, Yeah, we, we good. We good on that. No okay, problem. Okay, okay, okay. And look, one of the biggest questions that a lot of people have had about the Houston Texans going into the season was the wide receiving core. However, when you take a look at the three-headed monsters, I'm about to start calling them, and Nico Collins, Tank Dale, and Robert Woods, those three guys – in in the game against the Indianapolis Colts had 294 yards combined. Nico Collins had a career high for 147 yards. And I'm looking at that from a standpoint, the, the, the first two games of the season, the Texans surprisingly have not been able to establish the run. I know it had a lot to do with the offensive line. However, with CJ Stroud back there, literally willing and dealing this wide receiving core, especially with the three guys that I just named, they have looked really good. And by the way, Nico Collins, two games in, I think he's ranked number five or six in the league. He has definitely taken the helm as wide receiver number one. And you know what? It's kind of ironic because I started thinking that Nico can possibly be this team's number one wide receiver due to that catch that he caught on, I think it's Tyson Campbell, I want to say his go. name is. It was like a, so, and, that was, and that was with Davis Mills. So I look at this from a standpoint – you know, if he's doing that against Davis Mills, you know, ooh, right. what he could do with CJ. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, Mr. Nico Collins. Look, I get it. it. But I follow high school recruiting. So it's good to see mm-hmm. a guy that may not have done in college what his five-star talent said he would. Mm-hmm. But then you see him catching catching it now. And you see him, you know, getting there now. So that's that's good to see with Nico Collins. Too bad he played for the wrong team. I don't want him to play for y'all. <laughs> I'm play. Um. That's gonna be a good matchup because Collins is a big kid. I think what is he six four? Yeah, he's, six four. He, yeah, he's a big tall kid who can really high point the ball. And Tyson Campbell six one, and he's not a small corner. He's very very athletic. So yeah, that will be a, an interesting matchup. But he has to get the ball first. So we'll go mm-hmm. and talk about my big matchup. And our big matchup is the banged up offensive line that you have, even with Larry Mitonso coming back. They still got somebody missing off of the line. A very good player. So I'm mm-hmm. expecting. That even though Josh Allen's a little bit banged up with a shoulder injury, I'm looking for Trayvon Walker to have a bust-out game. Now, he got frustrated last year in a game here where he slung Davis Mills to the ground. It probably ended up costing the Jaguars, and I think he he realized mm-hmm. he can't do stuff like that anymore. But the defensive line of Jacksonville has to pressure that young quarterback. That I, I I don't I wouldn't be surprised if they did a little blitzing if they mixed and matched, if they did a lot of twists and stunts to try to confuse the young lad to see if they can – uh, show him something that he's never seen before or uh, just uh, take advantage of the fact that he's only three games into playing with the NFL speed. So that's what I'm looking forward to. Tunsil hasn't played this year, and uh, they're still banged up on the offensive line. The kid has been getting hit. He's been running for his life. This is a good time for the Jaguars' defensive front to really show up and uh, not allow 
Nico Collins to get loose on the back end and not allow Tank Dell to get free uh, down. Don't give up all of those yards to Robert Woods and the rest of those cats. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I really look forward to the Jaguars defensive line stepping up and doing what they've done all year, and that is stopping the run and then being able to rush the pass. Another matchup that I'm looking at, and I don't have the numbers in front of me, but um, year two of Darius Stingley Jr. has been pretty quiet, but it's been good. And mm-hmm. the one matchup that I'm looking at, Kelvin Ridley, a guy that look, you you can let me know how how much better has the Jacksonville Jaguars offense looked compared to what we saw last year? Because I remember looking at Trevor Lawrence in those two games, and even in the playoff game that you guys won against the Los Angeles Chargers, I'm sitting thinking to myself, if he gets a true number one wide receiver, then I definitely believe the Jaguars can be on to something. And every single week, look, going back to training camp, Derrick Stingley Jr. said that he, you know, kept track of all of noise that's been going on in New York with Amal Sauce Gardner. And he believes that he can be up there to that level or even better. And the first two games, like I hate knowing I don't have the stats on me, but the first two games, Derrick Stingley Jr. has looked really good playing under new head coach, D'Amico Rines. Um, Calvin's been fine. He, he had a little off day the other day, but the whole offense was off, right? Mm-hmm. And you later found out that the Chiefs aggressively double teamed him. That's what they did. They double teamed him and they wanted somebody else to win. So, uh, but he had a big game, he had almost 100 yards receiving in the first half of game one. And he's been everything that's advertised. The other guys and Trevor just have to play better uh, when they're trying to take him out of the game, uh, when teams really, really come in and aggressively uh, line up in a way that formations him to the point where you're going to run right through that progression and have to go somewhere else. Well, when you go somewhere else, guys got to catch it. Mm-hmm. And Trevor has to throw it. But you have to be able to block in order to progress through those progressions. And last week I thought Trevor was rushed because, quite frankly, the guys didn't do a good enough job. I think they're going to do a, a better job of that this week, and that's why I'm going to tell you right now, before we even get to that uh, last segment, I'm picking the Jaguars to win. I guess um, <laughs> we have to wait until segment three before yeah. I tell you exactly. I like to give a little bonus. I like to say I was totally wrong last week. Mm-hmm. Right? I got to tell you why and how I think they're going to win. So um, I tell you what, I'm going to do it first. I've been letting you go first. I'm going to give you a little hospitality, a little home cooking, and I'm going to I'm going to do it first. I'm going to tell you exactly why I believe. The Jaguars will win, and I'm going to tell you exactly how they do it in segment three in just a second here on Locked on Jaguars. I went to the stadium the other day. I got to tell you about bird dogs. I went to the stadium. I wore my trousers. I wore my slacks, right, and they fit around my ankle. I had about 10 people tell me I look like I lost weight, and I took credit for it. I said, yeah, I've been doing a little working out, and I've been getting it right, but really, truth is, it was those bird dogs stretch khaki pants i'm telling you man they will make anybody look good if they make me look good and they'll definitely make you look great they are special material stretch khaki material designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and through the leg to give you a truly sculpted look so go to birddogs.com slash locked on nfl and enter the promo code locked on nfl at checkout for a free bird dogs water bottle with your order that's bird dogs dot com slash locked on nfl for a free water bottle at checkout you won't want to take your bird dogs off i promise you all right third final segment here locked on jaguars and locked on texans crossover 
brought to you by prize picks of course every single thursday i'm gonna go first i gotta tell you how i gotta give you a score i already told you i think the jaguars are gonna win the game i think they're gonna win it 34 to 20 we'll go 34 20 uh some points will be put on the board i think they really really want their offense everybody calvin ridley talked in the press conference just yesterday that he's that they're all pissed off because they didn't play better Mm-hmm. The plays were there for them to be made. They lost a 17 to 9 game to the defending Super Bowl champions. And the, the the Kansas City Chiefs had more penalties, way more penalties. Kansas City Chiefs had way more turnover. And the Jaguars still couldn't win. And it was because the offense didn't do much. I think they're going to prove it this week. I think they want to come out fast. They want to come out strong. Um I think they're going to uh, get Trevor Lawrence going, and then they're also going to get Travis Etienne going and then get into the depth with their running game. So look for them to go down the field. I I, I do think uh, Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley will have a, a big impact on this game, and I really think they're going to open things up. And I think they're going to win 34 to 20. Oh, wow. Well, we this might surprise you, but I also have Jacksonville winning this game as well. And I only say that because, look, there was a lot of hope, promise, and potential going into this season for the Houston Texans. However, I knew right off the bat, due to the fact that you are dependent on a lot of young guys, rookies, um, sophomores, third-year players, and not only that, you take a look at the sideline, a first-year head coach, coach first year offensive coordinator i knew the first couple of weeks was going to be a learning experience and that's exactly what i have been seeing and i think this is probably going to be the final game before everything starts to click for the houston texans i have the jacksonville jaguars winning a little bit closer than you do 24 to 21 i think it's going to be a really good game i think it's going to be a close game but i think the next challenge for the texans will be how are they going to execute in the fourth quarter if it's a close game? You take a look at the first two games, you know, by the time the fourth quarter come around, unfortunately, they was already out of the game. But it seemed like they started to put their offense together against the Indianapolis Colts. You go back to the first game against the Baltimore Ravens, the defense looked really good. And, you know, they did take a step. They did decline. The production from the defense did decline in week two. But Coach D'Amico Ryan said for some reason it just didn't look like the guy the guys had it. So I know without a shadow of a doubt, the defense is definitely going to come to play. Um, I know my guy Will Anderson Jr. is probably itching to get his second sack. And what what, what better way to do it is is to when when you go up against Trevor Lawrence. But you know, I think it's going to be a really close game. But like I mentioned, the next learning phase for this team right now will be how are you going to execute in the fourth quarter when you're still in it and against a more experienced and a, a, a more diverse develop and a team that a lot of people have winning this division. That's a great point. What I'm going to watch are some are certain players. And it's easy for me to watch the Jaguars only. I'm looking at these are two teams that are picked high in the draft recently, right? Mm-hmm. So I see Stroud, CJ Stroud. I see Will Anderson, Trevor Lawrence, ETN, Trayvon Walker. I want to watch those young dudes because the young dudes are really – going to be um, the ones moving forward that's going to really, really carry this division. So question for you, do y'all have a first round pick next year? I know you traded yours to Arizona, but did you get one back in another deal or? Um, we The Texans have the pick from the Cleveland Browns. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we have so, the Browns pick. So that might still be a decent pick, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. So my question is, is 
is there any is there any resentment or any um second thoughts about them trading the pick for will anderson now that the pick looks like it has a possibility of still being really really high has he been good enough has cj stroud been good enough that nobody's thinking about the williams kid out of usc well they they still have people that question it however since you asked me personally if the draft was tomorrow and I was able to look into the future and see that the Texans was have a possibility of starting the 2023 campaign 0 and 3. I'm still going to make that trade because Will Anderson Jr. Look, as I mentioned, last week was just a down week for the Texans on the defensive side of the ball. But ever since I've been watching that young man dating all the way back to rookie mini camp, you can see the impact that he's having on that defensive line. And I'm looking at it from a standpoint, and I kind of started really seeing it during the joint practices against the Miami Dolphins to the point, if he he's going to be one of those guys that's going to command so much attention when he fully reaches his full potential to the point it's going to allow his teammates to go in the backfield and get that get sacks or go in the backfield and stop the run or whatever the case might be like i'm i've watched that young man grow develop and everything like i mentioned since rookie minicamp and the impact that he is already having on that defensive front is phenomenal and i'm looking at that from a standpoint if he continues this trajectory he's going to be a without a shadow of a doubt a franchise cornerstone for the houston texans the same way with cj stroud now i know it's early and i'm not about to sit here and say you know cj is the best rookie quarterback better than than bryce young better than anthony richardson which by the way the two drives that i saw anthony richardson play on sunday i was like okay if he stay healthy, he's going to be the real deal. Mm-hmm. But the thing about CJ, man, and then the thing I love, and it kind of goes hand in hand with everything that I just said about um, Will Anderson Jr., it's the fact that, one, he doesn't make the same mis- mis- mistake twice, and he continues to get better and better every single week. Another guy that I've been watching every just about every day since rookie minicamp. And the one thing that I've enjoyed watching about CJ as of right now He's he's one of those quarterbacks where whenever he reaches his full potential, you're going to say, you know what? The Houston Texans still have a chance to win this game. And mm-hmm. I started realizing that going back to Sunday's game against the Indianapolis Colts. And I'm sitting there, look, I've covered the whole entire rebuild of the Houston Texans. And if they go down two touchdowns, all right, let's start typing up the recap. Let's right. let's let's start getting our notes together. I'm texting John, texting my editor. All right, how are we going to do this? But even though they was down 31 to 10, with CJ Stroud going out, going down there on the field, making sure he continues to move the chain, connecting with Tank Dale in the in the end zone. It's like, man, for a split second, and I knew it was a long shot, but for a split second, I said to myself, can the Texans come back and win this game? Now, of course yeah. they didn't, but it's like the aura that he presents. I go back to watching Davis Mills these last two games and yeah he could start you know connecting on passes and in the second half in the fourth quarter and and scoring touchdowns but it was like come on now well what are we doing y'all you're just trying to make your stats look good or whatever the case might be but with CJ he definitely has the it factor so I'm fine with having CJ for the next hopefully 10 years if they don't mess this relationship up and the same thing for Will Anderson Jr like the the Houston Texans, they really have two foundational cornerstones in both of those young men. All right, you gave me what I was asking for. I was looking for a <laughs> good report on those young cats because, unfortunately, all of the teams, well, with the exception of the Titans, have been picking <laughs> high and we've been getting all of these young guys. So hopefully it turns into 
the AFC South not being the Mountain West of the NFL. Uh, but make sure you check out both of our podcasts as well as Locked On NFL. Make Locked On NFL your next watch. Every single day, there's a great podcast from guys from around the league, from all over the Locked On NFL network, and they give you comprehensive coverage that you cannot get anywhere else. So make sure you like and subscribe to that YouTube page as well and listen wherever you get your podcast. It's been fun, as always. Yes, sir. Jaguars. We're going to whoop them, so I ain't worried about it. As long as they end up 0-3 and, and we end up 2-1 and, 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 and I can talk a little bit of noise. but Ooh, um, but wait till the next game. No, wait ooh, till the next game. I'm yeah. talking trash. I'm talking trash. Okay. All right. All right. Hopefully you don't have no, no trash. No reason to talk any trash. Tony Wiggins and my man Cody Davis, take care of each other. And we'll see you next time here on both Locked On Jaguars and Locked On Texans.